This is Madeline. And this is Cami. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 88. Hey, Cami, where is the best place to build your community? I want to be where the people are. How did I not see that coming? Extra credit points for anyone who knows where that music is from. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. Seriously, Madeline. There are so many places that you can build your online community. Today, we're going to share the ones that are on social platforms, ones that provide hosting, and ones that you can host yourself on your own website, those three places. And we're going to give you our picks for each category. That's right. The easiest place to build an online community is on social media platforms. So let's look at the ones that are out there available to us and are free of charge, because sometimes those are the best ones, right, Cami? Like, where you don't have to invest much money into. And that is also where the people are. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because Facebook groups, right? No surprise that first we're going to talk about Facebook groups. And considering how many people are on Facebook every single day, it makes sense that we should be utilizing Facebook groups because so many people are on there. They're on Facebook, which means they're in Facebook groups. And I've had great success with groups over the years. I know you have as well. We've got our communities that convert podcast Facebook group that is so much fun. Uh, It's a great place to, you know, have your community. So let's talk about this a little bit. What do you think? Does that sound good? Yeah, I think it's awesome. So Facebook groups have become very popular and they're often paired with the paid software that we're going to recommend in a moment because we're going to talk about the paid ones as well. Now, these are by far the most popular way to host your group. And what's great is that you get three options when you're setting this up. It can be an open group, a closed group, or a secret group. And I know that can get a little confusing if you don't quite understand it. So let me kind of explain. Open means anyone can join. It's public. People can see it. They know you're in there. Closed is by invite only. But the only thing is you can see on people's profiles, like on your friends' profiles, if they're in these groups. So it's not completely closed, but somewhat and and potentially you would see recommended groups based on your friend's privacy settings too. And as an admin, you can have, you know, these entry questions, which I love. We do that when people go to mm-hmm. our Facebook group, we ask a couple of questions. You can also have rules, events, announcements. I'm so glad they offer that because that can really be important when you're getting people like one of the things we do is we ask people for their email address. If they want to join our email list, why not collect their email address right then and there while we have their attention? So I love that we can utilize it in that way. Uh, you can also live stream into your group, which 
is very popular. I see more and more admins taking advantage of that. And if you use a third-party tool to live stream, you are required to add permission. We're going to have links in the show notes for how to go about adding a third-party app and also just the basic help document on doing Facebook groups. Yeah. And also we did do a whole entire episode on how to live stream into your group. So we'll also add the link to that show. So if you are like wondering, how do I live stream? I mean, we're not going to cover that in this show, but definitely we have that covered for you. Definitely. So that's Facebook groups, but there are also some other ones we want to talk about. What else can we talk about? Hey, yeah. So I know that there's still LinkedIn groups and I know that not a lot of people are using them right now. They had gotten kind of spammy a couple of years back and people had kind of gone away from them. But LinkedIn is really working hard to put these front and center again. They really want all of us to go over there and they're doing a bunch of stuff on LinkedIn to kind of get people back onto LinkedIn. So it does not surprise me that they're trying to revamp their groups and bring them out into the center of the app. So they're trying to give you notifications for your groups more prominently so that you visit them more often. So they are still buried in your interest section of your profile. So they're a little bit hard to find right now. But I do know that LinkedIn groups will continue to grow. And I I know some people that are using them very successfully to have like smaller groups. So think about LinkedIn group, like if you wanted to build a smaller community of like-minded individuals that are in the same business as you are, that would be a good place to do that, especially if they're people that you know, like, and trust, you know, not just random people. So if you're really looking for a business-oriented kind of LinkedIn group, I know one company that I worked with built one just for their sales reps because their sales reps were far flung around the country. And so they made a LinkedIn group and that's where they were sharing information. That's super smart. I I love that LinkedIn groups are starting to come around, getting a little bit more popular again. I remember when it got real spammy. I was on them years ago, Cammie, but then it Mm -hmm. got super spammy and they were basically useless like years ago. And it really was a shame that it got so overrun. You didn't really have a lot of control running them back then. It seems like they've really turned things around at LinkedIn. LinkedIn has gotten really serious about a lot of their features now because we keep hearing about live streaming becoming a thing now. You know, they're really pushing video, but to see them really getting people interested in LinkedIn groups again is pretty exciting. And I've been in some in the last year or two that definitely worthwhile for sure. Yeah, absolutely. uh, And then we're going to talk about Slack channels. Slack is becoming really popular. I'm really excited about that. There are Slack channels out there that are becoming really popular more than ever. I've been part of several with teams. You know, it's very popular with private teams, like with Mm -hmm. projects I'm on or companies I work with. But we are seeing them as well with communities. Like one of our past guests, Jeannie Dietrich, runs one as a companion to her popular blog, Spin Sucks. And I know she talked about that in the episode she was on. That was episode 35. So you can go to communitiesatconvert.com, check out that episode. Definitely worth a listen. She talked about how to build a converting community using content marketing. But I loved when she talked about Slack because we don't really hear about that enough. And, and Slack is something that if you've not really gotten into, it's definitely worth checking out. Well, and Jenny does a really good job with that channel. I'm actually on her Slack channel for that. And it's really interesting how she sources content from that channel, from her listeners and readers. I love that. I mean, it's just, she's constantly asking questions and not just her, she has a community manager that helps her run that. And there's some 
also volunteers in the community that jump in and really help out too. Yeah. And we're going to have links in the show notes on how to set up a Slack channel and how to join one. So you can go over to communitiesatconvert.com and get the details on that. So that's kind of the end of all the social media channels that we think are the biggies. Of course, there's a lot of forums out there that are very specific to different kind of interests and also Reddit, which is the big elephant in the room on the forum side of things. But as far as the social media channels, we feel like these are the three and certainly Facebook is the most popular right now. Do you think that these are going to get a little bit overcrowded though, Madeline? I mean, are people going to feel like they're just having too many groups to join? Sometimes it feels that way on Facebook because Facebook has so, you know, groups is a thing. It's such a big thing now. So there's so many to be a part of. And then you just all you get are notifications from all the groups you're in. So it can feel like it's overwhelming. But I think, you know, Facebook groups have really shown that this is a thing like this is if you have a community or you're starting a community, you already have an existing community, you are doing a great service to your community by having a Facebook group available. But I think you should also have other places like LinkedIn that we're talking about in Slack, you know, have other places that people can connect. But I think first and foremost, Facebook, you can't beat it. It's free. Yeah, you don't have to pay for it. Well, and the best thing to do is add a lot of value. So if you're giving a lot of value, you have to make that group really worth people's time. So moving on to hosted platforms, because we all are using those, they're paid, You usually pay some sort of fee, usually monthly to a service that then lets you host your content there and connect with your with your group there. And people can usually leave comments there. You can definitely use it as a place to have conversations. Although I haven't seen a lot of people do that super successfully, but that can be done as well. And these are like software as a service type of platforms and they're popping up everywhere. There's a ton of them. Uh, But here's a few that we like, and I guess topping the list would be Thinkific. I know that you use that for your groups for, for Twitter, right? Yeah, all all my online training that I put out, I strictly use Thinkific because it's just a great platform. It's not free. I mean, none of these are free. These hosted platforms do cost money, but the features, the services are so great that it can really be worth doing. And what's interesting, Cami, is that not only do I do Thinkific, I still will have a Facebook, private Facebook group. So I'm combining the two together and that works well for me. Now, circumstances could be different for other people. But it's definitely worth looking at these different platforms to see what fits for what you're trying to do. Yeah. And Thinkific also allows you to take payments. So that's really great because it, it kind of takes the place of a couple of different tools. So that's the cool thing about Thinkific. Um, Kajabi is a little bit like that as well. They're a little bit more expensive than Thinkific. I think um, Thinkific right now, as we're talking about this, runs about $40 a month, whereas Kajabi is in about the 120 a month kind of area. And then I have one called Fresh Member that I've been using for a while. I picked it up on AppSumo as a pay once and get it forever for free kind of thing. It's $37 a month as well. So I like that one too. It's a really good high featured, um, never had any problems with it site. And then of course, a lot of people use Teachable. I've, I've seen a lot of different people using Teachable as well. And that's a little bit cheaper, about 29 a month. And I think a lot of teachers use Teachable, you know? So. Yeah. And these are just starting prices. Like like they do go up. Oh, whereas yes. K- Kajabi seems to be, I think, maybe just a, a one fee structure. I don't think they have. Yeah. I think theirs is just like an all-in-one. Here's the price. They're done. Whereas Thinkific and Teachable is like they start at like, you know, 40, 30, $40. And then it goes up with more features, which I, is really interesting. Well, the way I mean, doing Kajabi that. does also go up. It, it's more expensive it does, okay. than this as you get bigger and bigger. 
The thing about Kajabi is that it does replace a lot of your different tools. Yes. So it has like a landing page area. And I know that Thinkific does too, but theirs is pretty high featured. They have a lot robust. of features. They have a lot yeah. of robust features. Yes, they do. Um, including payments. And they do a lot of things like if you want to do a bump or a, what they call a trip wire where, you know, you sell like a $27 product and then you're able to say, would you like your fry? Would you like some fries with that? You know, or, yeah. uh, or would you like this next level or whatever? So they have a lot of, they have a lot of bells and whistles, I guess is the right way to put that. They sure do. And we'll have links to these in the show notes mm-hmm. so you can check those out. And then we're going to look at the self-hosted platforms like through your website. So if you want more control and that's where these get really popular, you can mm-hmm. host your membership site. And actually, Kimmy, I mean, for those that have been doing this a long time, like myself, used to be this was the only way you could do it. This was before yeah. the Kajabis, before the Think of Fix and Teachables. You had to do it through your website. And it was a, a very common for it to be a WordPress plugin. It's great that these tools are still around, but these are more old school, but they have caught up with the times and they do have a lot of great features. But do know that if you go this route, you will need some technical prowess because they're not like just, you know, log in and you're in like, like a Teachable or Thinkific, you know, these require a little bit more work. We recommend that you have some help with these and, and that will, unless you're super techie, but I definitely recommend having some help. All of the platforms we looked at work with WordPress as a plugin, and that's really common, or as the base of the website. And many have a one-time or yearly fee associated with it, and it can be more affordable than a hosted solution. So first on our list is the growth suite. And we talk about Taji and Tasio all the time here. He is awesome. He runs our website, communitiesatconvert.com. We run it through the Growth Suite platform and his program includes training and tech support. You get a lot when you work with him. He runs the entire website, which can be super helpful for busy gals like us, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when it comes to the membership module that's part of this, that's just part of the service. That's, you know, it's not just that. There's so much more you get when you go through the Growth Suite and that's the growthsuite.com. But there's some other ones out there, Digital Access Pass, Member Press, Memberful, and Wishlist Member. And I remember Wishlist Member, Kimmy, that was like, I think the first membership type of software that you could buy for your website. It's been around a long time. And these are very powerful. You can do a lot with them. So if you just want more control and you're a little techie or can have a tech person work with you on this, it's worth a look to uh, go check these out. Have you used any of these before yourself? I mean, no, because believe me, I do not want something to break and me not to be able to fix it. So I'm <laughs> I'm just techie enough to be dangerous. You know how that goes, right? So no, I haven't used these before, but I do know about them. I've used them as a user. Like I've been on them right. as somebody who's paying to be on a in a class or something like that. I was part of one that I think ran off of Wishlist member that was... I had a medical condition at that time and it was just a group of people with the same medical condition and we were talking about it and it it felt safer because I was like not like on Facebook. I was not out in social media like talking about it and I know that they're listening, <laughs> you know, Facebook, even though they're not necessarily, you know, me specifically listening to me, but they, uh, yeah, so I felt safer. So if you have something that's really touchy or private, you might want to think about these. For sure. And even though I'm a bit techie, I always had to have a tech person on board working with me when it came mm-hmm. to these types of tools because they do require some work. You don't just, you know, it's not just an out of the, I mean, it's kind of out of the box, but you still have to get it installed properly through your website. And that is not always as simple as it sounds. 
So, uh, but this is a, a great way to go if you want that control. So it's definitely worth checking out. So go to our show notes, communitiesatconvert.com to get more information about these different tools. So with all of that, I would say that for me, you know, using a paid tool like, you know, either Thinkific or Freshmember or Kajabi and Facebook are kind of the way I'm going right now. That's sort of where I'm at right now in my evolution. What about you? Yeah, Thinkific and Facebook groups has been my staple for many, many years and it works really well. But these other ones we're talking about are always worth a look because, you know, just because we say this is what we're doing, our needs could be different than our listener. And so Mm -hmm. it's worth the time to go and look at all the different features and the cost to see what fits for what you're trying to do. Just like when you are building your community, you want to go to where your audience is. You Mm -hmm. want to build this based on what your needs are. You don't need to go, you know, if you say, well, I want, I want just as much control as possible. Well, but wish list member might not necessarily be the right thing just because you get a lot of control. You know, so you want to go through these and look to see what fits with what all you want to do. That is so very well said. Certainly it is. And it, like I said, you know, if you want it to be simple, you know, we've given you a, a recommendation for simplicity, but certainly, definitely, we wanted to give you some other ideas and thoughts. So I know that all of you have very different ways of looking at it. We had a couple of episodes that we think that you will also like that we've put in the show notes that kind of go along with this, including how to build your successful online community. We've um, been putting together this whole process for you over the last couple of months as well. And so we want to make sure you have that. And then ideas to deliver professional development in online communities. So we've put together a couple of episodes that we've done in the past that might help you as you're building your online community. Please go on over to communitiesthatconvert.com and and take a look at the show notes. And we are going to be super happy to help you with this process. Absolutely. And the action we want you to take in this episode is this. Which platform are you currently using or plan to use for your community? Come join us in our private Facebook group where so much of the conversation continues on. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash communities that convert. Awesome. And I think that does it for this episode. We covered uh, a lot in a short period of time. Yes, we did. We went through a bunch of stuff. So definitely if you have questions, please come on over to the Facebook group. We'll be happy to dive into any of these things a little bit more deeply with you there. And we will see you next week. See you then. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cammie, her Twitter handle is at CammieChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from The Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's sweet spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cammie through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.